I think it takes an outside person to show you you. That's why coach is so important because there's so many layers to the gift in you. So I think it's so important to hire someone that's 10 steps ahead of you that can show you you and help you create strategy around you. My name is Samantha Riley, and this is the podcast for coaches, course creators, and experts who want to grow their influence, income, and impact to take their coaching business to a million dollars and beyond. We're going to share the latest business growth, marketing, and leadership strategies, as well as discussing how you can use your human design to create success in business and life inside and out create the influence, income, and impact you need to build your business so you can create your ideal lifestyle. It's time to make a difference and scale up. This is the Influence by Design podcast. Welcome to today's episode of Influence by Design. I'm your host, Samantha Riley, and today I'm very excited to be touching on the subject or actually not just touching, deep diving on the subject of bankrolling your brilliance. And Nicole Robert-Jones is joining me and her unique gift is one thing. It's drawing out what's best in you and helping you take your brilliance to the bank. She's a veteran in the entertainment industry. She's done a ton of things working with entrepreneurs like Steve Harvey, World Group, Dell, EMC, McDonald's, Lisa Nichols, and many, many more. So welcome to the show, Nicole. Great to have you here joining me. Yeah, I'm excited to be here. <laughs> now I got your name right. <laughs> Since we're sisters, look, we dressed all the like, so I'm excited to be here. It's like we called each other. <laughs> I know, we're just, we're channeling each other's brilliance. <laughs> <laughs> right. Why don't you start off by sharing a little bit about how you got to be doing what you do? Because I believe, especially in this particular niche or niche, as you probably say, there's usually that sort of moment where we realize that this is our calling. Mm -hmm. So, you know, what's interesting is if you would have asked me 28 years ago, so I've been doing this 28 years, even though I'm still 30. If you would have asked me 28 years ago, would I be an entrepreneur? I would have said, Samantha, uh, no, I would have thought you were crazy. I would have been like, leave me alone. And so really for me, my journey, and I want to tell you how I started. And then I want to kind of, I'm going to tell you a quick version, but I think it's important for our conversation. So as you read in my bio, I worked in the entertainment industry and listen, I had the job I've dreamed of since I was seven years old. Mm. So back then it was 1993. I worked for Viacom's largest cable network. We had to outreach over 89 million homes on a weekly basis. From there, I worked on the number one TV show on Fox. And so from there, I worked with a production group and what we produced generated over $12.6 billion a year. I'm sharing that because I want you to realize I was praying pretty big. And Samantha, if you know me, like I think you already know me, you know, I was going to all the hot Hollywood parties. I was going to red carpet events. I was bumping elbows with the stars. So I was living the dream. But in the dark of the night, I started to be feel tormented by this dream because I felt like something was missing. Mm. And I couldn't understand how I could feel like that when I had this dream career. So I'm sharing that because that is really when, as you ask my calling, that's kind of, I didn't realize what was happening. My purpose was calling. Mm. And so to make an even longer story short, my good girlfriend one Friday night in the middle of me feeling dazed and confused because all of them kept saying, are you crazy? Yeah, I feel crazy. But I couldn't figure out what this thing was that I felt. We went to and volunteered at a program at our church one night working with young people. And as I work with those young people, as their eyes lit up, my heart lit up. And I said, oh, my God, this is the thing. But this is 1993. I had never heard of a coach. I don't even know if the coaching industry was even out yet. 
but this thing that I didn't know what to call it, it was the answer that I had been searching for. So in that moment is really when I started to pursue this thing. Now, this is before there was internet, y'all. So I had to go to the library. Y'all remember the library? <laughs> yeah. Don't make me feel old. Uh-huh. And to start researching, what is this thing that I'm doing? And so to make it really so I can catch you up. So I started doing that thing that I did that night in the church. I started working with African-American teenage girls. Over time, they started sending their friends to me. So I started working with women. And so really women like you and me, really helping them understand what their purpose was and how to really create a business around their purpose. And so now let's cut to 17 years in. So now I have 17 years in, it's 2010. Mm -hmm. I have both a for-profit and a nonprofit. So you guys understand the basis by everything I'm going to share tonight. So in my nonprofit, that one program in my one church became 10 chapters in 10 states. Wow. And we were growing by leaps and bounds. In my for-profit, so I had a nonprofit and a for-profit, I had a max out coaching client roster, meaning I couldn't take another client. So I thought in 2010, maybe I'll write a book so I can still give my principles to women while I raise money for my nonprofit. But when that book came out, I started getting invitations to speak all over the country. So therefore my speaking career started. So I'm sharing all that with you because there I was again, doing the thing I loved. I mean, it was everything I dreamed of, but I was only generating $13,000 a year. Mm. So here I was again at that same doggone crossroad. I'm like, wait a minute, what? haven't I been here before where I loved it and something is missing? Well, this time money was missing. Yeah. <laughs> and so I was done, Samantha. I was confused. I'm like, wait a minute. So in 1993, when I had that moment, I know I was doing this thing that was lighting up my soul, but this little $13,000, yeah, wasn't cutting it. No. So I really had an epiphany moment at that time. And I'm summarizing, I promise. And I prayed, listen, by the way, I, it was November 7, 2010. I still remember because I had gotten home from a speaking weekend. And oh, by the way, you know, I had a daytime job because you can't eat on $13,000. Mm-hmm. So my daytime job, I was an adjunct professor mm-hmm. at Boston University at the time. I had a class at 8 a.m. on Monday morning. Remember I said it's Sunday night. I hadn't looked at my syllabus. I hadn't read the books. I told my students to read. I didn't have a lecture note. I was like, oh, I can't do this anymore. So I met a coach, I hired that coach. And here's the last piece of the story. What the coach began to do is show me me. There are pieces to our brilliance. I don't care if you're already making money. I don't care if you're already in business. Listen, I was teaching at a graduate school level, at a prestigious graduate school. And yet I was struggling because there are pieces of my brilliance that I could not see. Mm. You know, I heard someone say once, you cannot see the label from inside of the jar. One of my favorite quotes. Right. And so that was my problem. So literally after that first coaching call with my coach, I went from 13,000 to over 200,000 within six months. So ever since then, my business has been growing, but I've been passionate about teaching other highly skilled professionals how to make money. And literally, really, it's making money while you sleep is the biggest one, but really creating multiple streams of income. Mm. So when I wasn't making money, I only had one stream of income, by the way, which is why I wasn't making money. So yeah, so that's kind of how my journey, my trajectory has gotten to this place. <laughs> yeah, love it. And what I love about this story is that I'm sure most of us have been in all of those places. Yeah, We found our passion, we've lost it, you know, we're making money, we haven't made money. And I think that sharing these stories help so many people to realize they're not the only ones, that we've all been in some of these places. Let's talk about, you said that you couldn't see your brilliance. And this is something that I see in just about everyone that I work with. Actually, I would say almost everyone that I work with, they can't see their brilliance as much as 
we can on the outside. So how can people even start to understand that what their brilliance is so that they can start to leverage it? You know, what's interesting is we take our gifts for granted because every morning, listen, I couldn't wake up this morning and say, you know, I think I want to be Samantha today. Yeah. You know, even though we dress alike, so I tried. So (laughs) I think I want to be Samantha today. So I can't wake up and decide to not be Nicole. So there's things that are intrinsic to my DNA. And when I say DNA, I'm talking distinct natural ability. There are things that are intrinsic to my DNA that I just do on autopilot. So because of that, you know, all of us think things like, oh, well, don't everybody know how to do that? Or girl, this is easy. Yes, easy for you. So it's really taking time to get clear. And for me, I'm going to tell you, I couldn't see it. I think it takes an outside person to show you you. That's why coach is so important because there's so many layers to the gift in you. And again, if you're in the jar called you, so this is a cup, this is not a jar, this is a mug, right? So, but if I'm inside of this and there's a label out here, I can't see what that says. So I think it's so important to hire someone that's 10 steps ahead of you that can show you you and help you create strategy around you. Mm, I couldn't agree more. I think that our genius is so easy. The reason it's a genius is because it comes so easily to us and that's how we miss it. Yeah. So I totally agree with someone else needing to help you to, I guess, peel back the layers to, to discover it. And can I give you, you know, the other thing I've learned and the reason why I told you my story is because our purpose matriculates. So what I mean by that is, you know, we matriculate through the education system. You know, we start in elementary and go junior high and et cetera, et cetera. But we know the end from the beginning in the education system, mm-hmm. but we don't know that in our purpose. So as you read in my bio, I started in casting and producing. Guess what I do in my business? Casting and producing, right? So I went from entertainment to now doing it with entrepreneurs. But what I'm really doing is putting you in the right role within your genius and producing all the programs around you. So what happened is, and I realize it now, I didn't realize it then, my purpose needed to grow. It no longer fit in the jar I had it in. So I had to expand my territory. So I think that's the other piece is that we get comfortable. And what I've learned is your comfort and your conviction can never coexist. Wow. Your comfort and your conviction can never coexist. That is brilliant. And so can I tell you, when I was struggling in my business, I was doing it comfortable. I was like, oh, well, I'll just work an extra hour on in the evening. Oh, I'll work four hours on Saturday. But I was doing the same thing, just adding more time, which is the, isn't, I'm doing the same thing and expecting a different result. Isn't that the definition of insanity? Uh, hello. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So You know, I really needed to get strategy and I really needed to understand how to take the gift that I started in entertainment and do it on a new level, which means I needed new tools to do that. What's a framework that you used either then or that has now evolved and used with your clients so that you are able to help people do that? So one of the things I do with my clients is I help them create what I call a blueprint. So think about what a blueprint is. So I just had the pleasure of redoing the home I grew up in as a child. And so all the stuff I didn't like, I got rid of and I added things, right? And so because I didn't know any better, I was on Pinterest pulling pictures. Well, I want these cabinets and I want these countertops and I want these floors. And my contractor said, that's all great. But if these floors don't go with the walls that we have and we put them together and my home is in California and we have earthquakes in California, Mm -hmm. he said, when the earthquakes come, your house will crash. Mm -hmm. Well, I think so many people don't stop long enough to create strategy around their brilliance. 
So again, if you don't realize who you are, what you do, and you, you know, you're an autopilot, how do you create strategy around it? Mm-hmm. So to give you a tangible example, instead of me just talking pie in the sky, one of my clients, Dr. Deborah Tillman, who was, I say was, because the show is not on anymore, America's super nanny. Mm-hmm. So I met her at a conference and she had the opposite issue for me. So I wasn't making money when I had my epiphany in my business. Mm-hmm. She was making plenty of money, but her problem was she was traveling all over the country speaking. She had a wait list of parents that went to work with her and she owns childcare centers. People don't realize that. Mm-hmm. So she wanted to, well, she, and she couldn't clone herself. She wanted to serve more people. And so on our first coaching call, I said, well, we've got to create a methodology <laughs> from what you do. And she said, oh, I tailor the experience when I work with families. So I said, okay. Mm-hmm. So are you ready to let that go? Silent. I was like, well, she's going to fire me, right? <laughs> so I think she humored me and I gave her the exact framework I give to all my clients. She came back to our second call in tears. Because again, you don't realize what you do. It takes someone that can look at your DNA and begin to give you the steps so you can create a methodology, which helps you do a couple of things. One, you stop working so hard. So when someone calls you and they don't fit your framework, it, no, it's a complete sentence because it doesn't feel good. Look, all money's not good money. So if they don't fit, you don't need to do it. Mm-hmm. Number two, you stop trying to create things every time somebody comes to you because it should be inside your, you got me getting excited. I'm hitting my table. It should be inside your methodology. So that's literally why I create that and how it really helps you then create multiple streams of income from using that methodology. Mm. Talk to us about making money in your sleep. This is something that you're very, very passionate about. And I guess that this leads from what you were just talking about then. Mm-hmm. We're unable to clone ourselves, but what we are able to clone something, obviously. Mm-hmm. Talk to us about making money in your sleep and what we are able to clone. Sure. So if I use Deborah again for an example, so for her, when we created her methodology, which she calls the GPS, the greater parenting system. So she didn't need to make any more money, to be honest. Her goal was to stop leaving transformation behind. So one of the things she was able to do is create an online program. I think so many people create online programs. And just because you create an online program, it doesn't mean people are going to buy it. Mm -hmm. Just because you build it doesn't mean people are coming. You've got to be clear on how do you articulate the predictable result you create and for who. So it's literally taking that, creating a methodology from it, and then creating a program where you don't have to be present. Listen, I had a client in Singapore, still trips me out to this day. Because Singapore is probably the furthest way client I've had so far. I'm sure I'll have more. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And at the end, I used to do this. I can't do it anymore. I used to do the calls. Now I have a team that does a calls because I always want to see how, how the program went for you. And I was like, where are you? <laughs> and I was amazed. And again, because she went through the program all without me being present. So when you are first starting your business, many people are starting it alongside, if you do it smart, alongside your nine to five. I don't call it a side hustle. Mm-hmm. I call it alongside your nine to five because hustle has in its definition, pimp and prostitute. Now I want you to pimp your gift. <laughs> mm-hmm. So literally, if you're going to start alongside, the thing you've got to do is create money where you don't have to be present. So important. I love that. So what are some of the ways you mentioned an online program? Mm-hmm. What are some of the other ways that we can create income without us being present? So the greatest way is online and having the whole back in a center created, which is part of what my team does with my clients and group programs. You know, the thing I love about the one-to-many model is, listen, I met my business bestie in a group program. I fell in love with the concept. She and I were in that program in 2012, and we still talk to this day. It allows you to, when someone asks a question, they usually ask a question that you didn't think to ask. So it blesses you and then creates community. Yeah. So I yeah. think you know, everybody's business model is different. There's membership programs, there's subscription programs, there's all kind of different 
So the thing I always tell people is when you listen to an interview like this, don't try to cookie cut your brilliance. Because when you do that, like I said, you know, I had an online program, by the way, when my business was failing. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. The reason it wasn't working is because I saw somebody else. I'm like, oh, I'm going to do that because she did it. Instead of getting clear on the predictable result that I bring to the table. So that my program's in alignment with that. Mm-hmm. And that is what will make the difference. So it's membership, subscription, online programs, group programs. There's all kinds of ways out there. It's just getting apps. You just have to get clear on what's a good fit for your brilliance. Mm. The predictable result. You've mentioned that a couple of times and that's so, so important. Mm-hmm. One of the things that a lot of people come to me and, and they struggle with is that they say that they it's impossible to replicate that result with everyone because obviously you're going to have people that don't do your program or there's going to be all sorts of things that are getting in the way. What can you speak to those people that are too afraid to use that predictable result? Because I think that what you are going to share here, I'm going to guess, mm-hmm. could be life-changing for someone. Here's what I always say to people. If I could tell my trainer to go to the gym for me, then I'd totally do it. So I could look like JLo. You go to the gym. I'm going to sit here and drink all the fruity drinks I want to drink. <laughs> I'm going to eat all the chips I want to eat, right? So you've got to do the work. Uh-huh. So you can't guarantee a predictable result if the person is not willing to do the work, Mm -hmm. number one. Number two, listen, I always tell people, if you do everything I tell you to do in the program, I got you. You will get there. But if you don't, you can't blame that on me. You didn't do the work. Mm -hmm. So the thing I think that scares people is to be able to say, listen, you will have multiple streams of income if you're coachable and you follow the strategy I'm giving you. Mm -hmm. If they don't do it, that's not my problem. I always say that's none of my business. Yeah. Oh, I like that. It's none of your business. That's their business. So it's none of your business, whether they do the work, but you need to know what that predictable result is that someone will get if they implement your entire system. Right. And then you have to be unattached to it. So what I mean by that is I have clients that have done the work that are in multiple, that are in six figures, seven figure. Now I have a client that just called me on Saturday, all excited because she's doing her first event and she's already in six figures. It's only been a year since we worked together and she had no money and she went from zero to six figures. So she was so excited, but I have some clients who don't show up to the calls, who don't do the work, who then want to complain, but okay. So were you on this call? No. Okay. And how about this one? No. Okay. So you're complaining because you didn't do the work. So again, I say, if I could tell my trainer (laughs) to go to the gym for me, trust me, I would not go. Mm. But I can't. So I have to every day, especially because I'm in my 50s now, I have to every day get my butt in the gym if I want to keep myself in a healthy place. And the same way, if you want your business to grow, if you want to expand your territory, you've got to be coachable and do the work your coach is telling you. Mm, Totally, totally. So... For someone that's in some sort of professional services, a subject matter expert in what they do, how are they able to add different streams of income but using that same brilliance? Mm -hmm. I'd love to hear some of the different things that you've done with different clients and maybe different industries that they've been in. So um, I'll use, let me think of a few. So one, a lawyer. So I had a lawyer that came to me and I love when people tell me I can't help them. I'm like, oh, I love a child. Uh Intellectual property is my thing. Now, if you come to me with a product-based business, I can help you. But if you have a service-based business, I can help you. So I said to her, what is your expertise? She said, oh, I'm a general. Mm -mm. What's the thing that people come to you for the most? And she said, family practice. I said, okay, let's narrow that down some more. Within family, what's the one thing? She said, divorce. Okay, great. How many people do you turn away because they can't afford your billable hours? She goes, ooh, a lot. 
So in the next 10 minutes, I said, so what if you walk them through how to fill out their paperwork online? You can't give them legal advice, but you can at least tell them the program. What if you went through a mediation program online? I gave her four different ideas of all the things that people have to deal with in divorce. And I've never been divorced. Mm -hmm. And I said to her, and imagine, and we ended up working together. Imagine if we worked together, the number of ideas, and we ended up coming, literally, she already had two streams of income. We ended up with four additional. Mm -hmm. So it's looking at all the ways that transformation can be provided. Let me think of another example. So I have another client who's a fashion designer Mm -hmm. and she said, you can't help me. The thing that people, and it's always the thing that people are picking your brain about the most. Mm -hmm. So the thing people kept calling her about was how do I start a fashion line? So she has a whole fashion Academy now. I had just thought of another example. Um, And it's really looking at it. Even with that, there's so many sub arms to that. She can go into manufacturing. She can go into, this is where I listen. I'm not a, a designer, so I'm a shopaholic, but now I'm like losing my little memory. She can go into fabrics. I mean, there's so many different classes that she can go through and those all are online. She's not present. So it's looking at how do you take your brilliance and look at, now this is where the predictable result talks about y'all. I always say it's my favorite radio station, W-I-I-F-M, what's in it for me. Mm-hmm. So we start telling people we're going to do this and then we're going to do that. And they're like, Ugh. What you have to be able to say, when you work with me, you will have a fashion line. Or when you work with me, you will have all the steps you need to apply for your divorce on your own. Mm. So it's being able to say, these are the things you need. And I know I'm giving it to you. It's, then you, it's not your responsibility if they do it or not. So it's looking at all the ways that sometimes are on the outskirts. So if I use myself for an example, I had over, been overlooking. So there's three things that I typically work with my clients on. One is getting clear on their niche. If your niche is off, it means your purpose is off. Mm-hmm. So I realized I had to do a whole program just about purpose because so many people want to empower people. Okay, no, people get that for free at church. Nobody's paying for empowerment, right? So you've got to be able to speak to, I empower you, but what happens as a result? Yes. So usually your niche is off. Yeah. Your niche is off because that's the vehicle. You might empower them, but where do they get to because they're empowered? That's what you have to speak to. Mm-hmm. The second is then that blueprint. And then the third is all the back end stuff that people don't tell you the producing, which I love because I went to film school. So all the modules and putting in your member center and creating videos and all the other. So, so literally those are three pieces of my strategy. And when I wasn't making money, I was overlooking the whole producing part. My undergraduate degree is TV and film. Hello. How are you overlooking that? And one of my, one of my friends in the, my cohort in my coach, she said, Nicole, you know, you produce people. I do. And then she started explaining to me how I told her how to produce her program. And I do it all the time. Mm. So it's really peeling back all the different layers because we often look at ourselves unilaterally, yes. but we're so multidimensional. Mm-hmm. And again, I didn't see it. It took a coach. It took my friend in that group. And it took me really sitting with who I be and what people are coming to me for. And so that's the same thing. I always tell people, you won't get it by yourself. You won't. Mm-hmm. You need a coach. And you need a great community that can surround you and help you really begin to see yourself. Could not agree more. Now, you've written a book, Bankroll Your Brains, which I absolutely love the title. Mm -hmm. Can you talk about, I guess, the ideas in the book? Because I think you've got 15 different ideas in here. Can you just share? Mm -hmm. So it's a free ebook, by the way, free gift for you guys. So bankrollyourbrainsbook.com is where you go. And the reason I wrote that book is because, you know, many people try to cookie cut their brilliance. Meaning that because Samantha's doing something doesn't mean it's going to fit my gift. So I wanted to give people 15 ideas of ways to that you could profit from your gift. But in addition to that, before you even get to the 15, there are two other areas you've got to get clear on. One is be the authority. 
You've been talking about expertise. We've been talking about purpose and niche. And so once you get clear on that niche, you got to stand in it confidently and stop shifting with the wind. I see so many people that change. We get a whole conversation on that. And then I don't believe in marketing. I call it visibility. And the reason I call it visibility is because it's like, if my husband brought my ring to our first date, I would have thought this man is crazy. Somebody please come get me, right? But that's what we do when we think, oh, I'm gonna put this up online that I have a sales page and somebody's go buy it the first time they see it. Mm-mm. You gotta date people for a while. Mm. So it's how do you show people the value that you bring? You've gotta do those two things before revenue. So that book also walks you through those two steps as well. Love that so much. And I really love the way that you talk about, you know, don't cookie cut your brilliance. And the, what was coming up for me when you were saying that was when you cookie cut your brilliance, it's not brilliant anymore, it's dull. Right. And the only way that we can show up in the way that we are able to show up at, you know, as our best is to be absolutely brilliant so everyone can see that or the most amount of people can see that. So definitely head over to the show notes at influencebydesignpodcast.com and the link will be in there for you to download that free ebook. Nicole, it has been an absolute pleasure chatting with you today. If there was one thing that you could leave our listeners with that really gets them thinking and wanting to take action and, you know, going to take action on the next step, what would it be? Mm-hmm. The thing that the biggest lesson for me in my business when I was broke <laughs> was that your comfort zone is where your dreams go to die. <sighs> and I had been comfortable for years, playing it safe, but it wasn't until I risked it all to gain it all that I began to actually not only grow revenue, but really got clear on my gift and now hold the space for others to do the same. I love that. Your comfort zone is where your gifts go to die. Thank you so much, Nicole. It's been a pleasure chatting with you today. Yay, thank you so much. I can't believe it's over. I know, thank right? Thanks for joining me for this episode of the Influence by Design podcast. If you want more, head over to samanthariley.global forward slash podcast for the show notes and links to today's gifts and sponsors. And if you're looking to connect with other coaches and experts who are growing and scaling their business too, come and join the Coaches Course Creators and Speakers group on Facebook. The links are all waiting for you over at samanthariley.global.